Welcome to the TLT Movement Podcast, a podcast for tomorrow's leaders today. In this episode, we have Victor Blanco, the man, the myth, the legend, a big part of Elevate Life in taking this organization in the TLT movement to the next level. And today, he's going to be talking with us a little bit about Thinking Grow Rich and a plethora of other things. Anything challenging is going to be hard. And so what? Hard could be the new fun. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Who's going to carry the boats? Endeavor to persevere. If you want to be a good leader, you have to understand human nature. I never look back. Well, thank you. Your words are just amazing. Uh, I hope I can live up to those words. <laughs> um, so thank you, Grow Rich. Uh, let's start off there. You really want to read that book. Uh, I will tell you, I've been in this work for probably 30 years. And as I continue on and study more and more and more that book and all of the um the the things that we taught you there in in uh tlt i find out how little i really know <laughs> i know that would sound crazy because you know i've done a lot of things I've, i have businesses i'm doing uh, a lot of things that a lot of you guys don't have any idea and that they will be revealed before the end of the year because they're in flourishing um but it's it's amazing as I get deeper and deeper and I learn and I become more aware of my thinking and, and what's going on around me, I, I really do find out how little I know and how much more that I can learn. Um, for uh, people like you, Jonathan, who are in, in college right now, uh, college is a place that you get an education and they teach you a lot of things that they know, but 90% of the people who graduate out of college are not working in the same field that they're in. Don't get me wrong. It's, don't say that it's not good. It's very good to be in college. I have I been to college yes, and, and do I have a degree? No. Uh, do I teach in colleges? Yes. Um, I teach pastors to be pastors. I teach. I taught in many colleges and still teach in colleges. Um, but you don't have to have a degree to be a, a teacher in there. Uh, but what's really cool is that I've learned that they have gotten their level and they know a lot of information but a lot of that information by the time you graduate because our world is changing so fast i mean by the time you get your your new iphone working and and getting it going they already got a new one coming out i mean changes so fast computers are changing everything is changing so fast uh, uh social media is changing you go from one platform to the next platform and so by the time you graduate it's all over but books like think and grow rich are books that will always be there because they're taught to, he, he interviewed these individuals and and asked them what was it that got them to be successful in our next session what i think i'm going to do with you guys is I uh, I don't know if you know this, but Paul uh, Paul was a business partner with Bob Proctor. Bob Proctor just recently passed away, and Bob Proctor actually made a movie 
of Think and Grow Rich. Guess who has the movie? And guess who wants to show you the movie? So that will be on our next session because it really takes the book and makes it really alive. There are some sessions in there and some of the, the stories that they talk about and think and grow rich and they take it to another level. I'm like, what? So I'll give you one of them. Uh, the guy who invented, uh, not invented, but discovered radio waves. And he was uh, actually put into an institution by his families and friends because he was hearing noises. Little did they know that he was actually listening to radio waves. He was able to learn to send and receive waves in the in the, in, in 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 the way in in, in the ether. And so he was he was he was a, a, a he was put into an institution. And after a while, the doctors realized that he wasn't crazy. That they needed to do some more investigation on this young man so they let him go and he continued on and now we have what we have the internet we have wireless cell phones we have radio going on with all of these here how long would you hold on to your dream and would you hold on to it if you were incarcerated if you were put into an institution and saying that you were crazy because i'm going to suggest the dreams that you have in your heart are much bigger than what the world has seen. And you've got to stand firm onto what you believe. So in a minute, I'm gonna be talking about the intention creation formula. There's eight steps that you've got to learn. And you remember we did the intention mechanism, right? In, in our uh, TLT class. Remember when you had to walk across the room in a different way and you couldn't walk across that somebody else used and, and if you did, you got pushed back all the way to the beginning and all that. Remember that? Well, we're going to take that to the next level. Before we do that, I got to tell you about that movie. The movie, did I tell you it was amazing? Well, as a result of listening to that movie, I actually found out there is a think and grow rich a black choice. For those of you who are my African-Americans, they actually interview a guy who wrote this book. And he had some stories in there that he brings out amazing. It, it got me to, so if you know me, if you know Victor, I have several levels. I have so many people who recommend books to me. And so my first level is, okay, I'll write the, the title down. And then what I'll do is I'll go into, uh, um, uh, I have, a, I have a, a subscription. I think it's called Sound View, Sound Something. And it has a summary. Oh, summaries.com. It has, it has a summary of all the books. And they'll give you a three to five page summary of the book. I'll go there first. And if I like the book and it sounds good to me, I go to my next level and my next level is get an audible. I'll get audible.com and I'll listen to the audiobook. And if I find myself clicking on audible and want to put bookmarks on it, then I go to my third level. I'll go to Kindle and I'll buy a Kindle book 
and I'll, you can actually have the Kindle book on your digital uh, phone or iPad or computer, and you could be listening to that. And you can even have Audible sync with it, and it's reading the book to you. And you can highlight, you can highlight it, you can bookmark it, you can dog ear it. And then after you finish with the book, you can actually take all of those highlights and put them in a, in a Word document so that you can go back and refer to them. That's my fourth level. My fifth level is to actually buy the hard copy book. So that's going to tell you a lot that I don't even have the Audible version. I don't have the Kindle version. I bought the hard version because I'm going to read that one. Then I found out they have Think and Grow Rich, a, like, a Latino choice for Latinos. And so he actually brings a couple Latinos on there and they also the book talks on that and brings some examples in the movie. So they got, and I bought the hard copy. Okay. Then they have, I haven't even looked at this one yet because I just got it. Think and Grow Rich, the workbook. So I'm going to suggest if I'm going to buy all of these here and I'm going to read them and, 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 really study them, you ought to do the same thing. Because I will tell you this. And it was you, Danny, of all people, when I told you that uh, I made a comment, something like uh, personal development is just as important as reading the Bible or something like that. And, and you asked me, well, why is that? Well, personal development and all of these information is all in the Bible. It's just not given by the uh, Jesus and the Bible, the Word of God, the credit. So you got to learn what to take in and what not to. But when you start, once you've read your Bible, and you should be studying your Bible on a daily basis and really, really uh, uh, learning the principles in there. But if you start listening, and and this is one thing that Paul did, uh, uh, Laura. I think you might have already seen some of that or heard some of it, but. He actually did a version of Think and Grow Rich, doing it from the lens of uh, scripture. Did you read that one? Did you see that one? No, I haven't seen it yet. So he, he well, I don't know, it may not be in public domain, but he has it so that you can be able to, and he breaks every one of those principles down and he talks about it from the spiritual side. And then as you know, I've actually, talked about the book on uh, Think and Grow Rich, the spiritual version that his pastor, a, a pastor, had done. So there's a different lot of, a lot of different lenses. One of uh, my mentors, uh, some of y'all may know, is uh, Bob uh, Harrison. And he actually uh, told me the best book he ever read. And he was building it up. He goes, well, I bet you're not probably going to read it, you know. I said, yeah, let me know. And then he said, no, I, I, this is the best book. I mean, it's really what's taken my ministry to where it's at. It's helped me got, you know, buy all the houses that I've bought and buy all the properties I've bought and helped me to be able to do seminars in uh, Hawaii, California, and Florida every year. I mean, I actually ran all of these here for him. Dr. Andrea and Dr. Jeff has been to them with us. And uh, he built it up. And I said, oh, come on, I'm, I'm, I'm done already. I need to know what the name of this book is. And he looked at me and he turned around and he said, it's the Bible. But I want you to read the Bible from the lens of a businessman. 
that he was a businessman. And when you read the Bible from that perspective, game changer again. But when you've read the book from a, the Bible from a business perspective, and then you read Thinking Good Rich, and you bring those two principles together, game changer, guys. Then you see life and you see everything from a different perspective. And so I really highly challenge you to be able to do that. I was a Bible student at Raymond Bible Church, me and my wife. We knew we wanted to go to Raymond Bible Church as a student. And I found out that Bob Harrison was on the board of Rama, and he was a guest speaker in one of my my courses. And when I heard him, I was I was like, "That's it! I got to be," because he teaches and ministers to Fortune 500 company people. He is a person who uh, gets the mucky muck of in the business world. And when you go to his seminars, they're just, it's nothing like you've seen or experienced before. You go into seminar from nine to noon, everybody has anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes session. And at noon, the rest of the day, you're free and you're able to network with all of these here super achievers. And it was just, it, it was another game changer for me. But when I, I saw Bob Harrison in my class and he was there, and and I said, okay, I got to see this guy. I got to go to the seminars. I, I was living paycheck paycheck to paycheck. I had no money. I barely was able to afford the tuition to the college that I was going to. And then we just had moved into a new city, and I'm starting a new business. I mean, you've heard the story. It's, it's just just it's hard to make things make ends meet. And he had a seminar at at a, one of the hotels, and Brian Clemmer was there, and he introduces Brian Clemmer so forth. For 20 some odd years, Brian and Miles Monroe both were speakers at every one of his events. And he introduces Brian Klemmer and he says, my organization, my ministry would not be where it's at right now if it wasn't for this gentleman. And he introduces Brian Klemmer. Brian Klemmer comes out and he goes, no, you got to my organization would be, and, and if you knew Brian, I sound like him right there when I changed my voice. And he said, uh, you, you got it all wrong. My organization wouldn't be where it's at if it wasn't for yours, you know? And so these two guys are having an argument about who's being whose mentor. And that was the time right then and there that I knew. I looked over at my wife and I said, I'm going to be in a relationship with both of them. And she's looking at me like, you could barely make it to me. We just came to a Bible school. How in the world you could make that happen? I didn't know, but my intention was clear. And when your intention is clear, the mechanism will appear. So make a long story short. Yeah, I did just say that. When your intention is clear, the mechanism will appear. So... Fast forward a few years, I started, I went to, I, I couldn't afford, it. back then, uh, it was $595 to go to his course, to Brian Klimmer's course, and uh, uh, I couldn't afford it, but I was in, I was in, uh, I was running Bob Minnerson and Bob Harrison's ministry and running my business, and so I was able to go to Maui, Hawaii, and 
uh, Brian was the speaker and he noticed me from other seminars that he was at. He goes, you speak Spanish? I said, absolutely. He says, we're looking about uh, expanding our organization. Would you consider becoming a facilitator for us? I said, sure. Well, I would love to, but I haven't been to your class. He goes, I'm going to send you to all of our classes. So he paid for me to go to all of his classes. Thank God, because I didn't have the money, right? <laughs> Make a long story short, when, when Brian finally asked me to go to California and to spend a week at the office and consider me to be the facilitator for real, Bob found out. He goes, no, uh, this is not going to happen. You need to, I'm going to pick you up at the airport. Now, you guys are not married yet. Laura and, and Andrea is, but, you know, you've been very away from your spouse for a week. There's nobody else who's going to pick you up but your spouse. And you want to spend some time with your spouse. You know what I'm talking about? So Bob said, no, I'm picking you up at the airport. I'm like, whoa, wait, that's not going to happen. But so they're both are fighting for me. And I'm like, well, how does this happen? And I ended up working for both of them at the same time until I was a facilitator and qualified to be a facilitator. And then, and then uh, I, I would leave Bob. And we did this on Bob's porch many years ago. But when your intention is clear, the mechanisms, mechanisms will appear. So that, that, that exercise Intention plus mechanisms, the, chance, the, the, formula, the formula of champions is one that I use on a daily basis. And you should be thinking about that and going back and referring to your notes that we did in TLT so that you can re refer, refresh your memory and do all of those all over again. So I, I want to go a little bit deeper into the intention, the, uh, the formula of champions. It's called the intention creation formula. The intention creation formula has eight parts all of which need to be taken into account as you write your intentions. You should always be writing your intentions down. What you write, you invite into your life. It's one thing just to say it, but you want to write it down. There's a lot of studies on when people have written down their intentions and the percentage of the people who get their intentions by just writing it down because they've, They've taken it to another dimension. They talk it from thought to speaking it to action to physical form. So I'm going to give you the eight real quick. And then what I will do is I'll talk about all eight of them. The first one is present tense. You always want to speak from the present tense. Number two, you want to come from a positive language. You want to make sure that you're talking in the positive tense. Number three, it needs to be emotionally powerful and authentic. Emotions is energy in motion, and it's powerful when you use those there. Number four, the spirit of gratitude. Um, when you get into the spirit of gratitude, you're touching into another dimension. Number five, what you truly desire. There's a piece that I do, and I used to do it for another uh, similar company, uh, and it's, uh, what do you want? What do you want? And we go to certain levels of what you want to when we really get down to the essence of what you truly want. And when you get to that point, it's life changing. You know what it is that you want 
and, and you're going to see in a minute when I talk about these different pieces, it's really not what you want. It's the emotion that you're looking for to have once you get everything that you want. Number six, uh, eliminate judgment. Eliminate judgment that you have on yourself and that other people may have on you. Number seven, infinite possibilities. We count so much from probability. You remember the stick man that we talked about? Remember that when Paul came, I invited Paul up and we talked about the stick man and we talked about the terror barrier. You guys are looking at me. Oh, I got two nods, three nods. Okay, we're good. Uh, we don't want to come from uh, uh, possibility. We will come, you know, probability. We want to come from, from what's really possible. And when we, I talk about possibility, we don't want to talk about what you created in your past and use that as a gauge of what you can do in your future. I want to talk about developing your true potential. What are you truly, what is your full potential capable of doing if you were able to operate from that point? And when you come from there, <laughs> everything's possible. And then last, but not least, upgrade as you evolve. So here we go. Let's step into this present tense. Describe your intention not as a future hope or dream, but as if it were a current reality. Write as if the outcome of the intention is already in existence, as if the perfect scenario already exists. Visualize how you see your life and evolve and invoke the way it feels when your intention is fully manifested, right from the outcome. That's number one. You want to write in present tense, not as in future, not in the past, but or, or what you dream or what you hope for. Write it in the present tense. Because remember, your subconscious does not know fiction from reality. And right now you're implanting into your subconscious what you are wanting to create. Does that make sense? All right, number two, positive language. The universe does not understand negative language. Words like not or terms expressing lack. Writing in positive language means writing about what you do want, not, a, not about what you don't want. That's huge. How many times people say, when you're asking them what they want, writing about what they don't want, and they I don't want this, I don't want that, I don't want that. Don't. And if that's the case, okay, it's not a big deal. Write those down on, a, on, on, a, on the right side of the paper, and then on the left side of the paper, write the opposite, what you do want. And then never tell yourself anymore what you don't want. Always tell yourself what you do want. Because... You're programming to your subconscious what it is that you want. When I told the mystery man I wanted to write, I am no longer in debt, he explained that including the word debt communicates the vibration of lack. Even though it was prefaced by no longer, it is better to write, I have an abundance of money. If you write the intention, my wife and I no longer fight, the universe only hears the word fright, fight. You might get more conflict, not less. 
the same sentiment expresses in positive language might read, my wife and I have a loving and peaceful relationship. Or if your intention is to find a job that is no longer boring or tedious, write, I have a fulfilling and impactful career. State what you desire rather than avoiding what is unpleasant. Does that make sense? And can you hear the difference, just in that subtle difference about how you rephrase that? What is that communicating to your subconscious mind? And what do you think it's going to want to go out and create for you and manifest for you when you create when you say that? Uh, there's so many studies in this here. Uh, uh, one of the ones that come up to mind right now is the fight against cancer or the fight against drugs. These were, these were uh, sayings that former presidents used to use. And when we had the fight against drugs, what is the biggest, what's the dominant image that is communicated on the fight against drugs? The word is drugs. And so it's no, re it, 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 it stands to say that we have more drugs than we ever had, As a matter of fact. I don't know why I'm going off into this, but I actually read a a a a, a saying today. Uh, it was a article on the ten craziest things that they found TSA found, and the number one thing that they found there was a lot of different things: guns and uh, uh, what do you call those probes that you stick on cattle and um, all sorts of stuff. But the number one thing that they found was fentanyl drugs hidden as candy in, 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 in a bunch of it. And that person tried to get put on a plane. Fight against drugs, whatever. It's like a person saying, I don't want to be an alcoholic. And what's the dominant word? Alcoholic. I don't want to smoke. What's the dominant word? Smoke. And because of that, they do that. So you've got to change everything and use positive language. Number three, it needs to be emotionally powerful and authentic. Use words that activate your heart and elicit the emotional response. Emotion is energy in motion. Emotion puts your intention into motion. Your emotions each carry uh, a particular vibrational frequency out into the universe. When you infuse your intention with high frequency emotions like enthusiasm, joy, gratitude, generosity, and love, they will resonate more powerfully. By the way, the highest vibrational frequency out there is love. It's the number one vibrational frequency. Ideally, every one of your intentions should include the emotion of <laughs> when you attract high frequency emotions to your attention, you supercharge them. This is another reason why it is important not to use negative language, since your emotional frequencies of those terms tend to be low and they may sabotage your creative process. It's not enough to just add emotional words to your statement. You need to envision yourself actually achieving your goals and, most importantly, to feel the emotion that this gives rise to. In fact, if you're struggling to get clear about your intentions, you may want to take a trip to uh, Danielle Portray, 
author of the desire map and state, start with the emotion you want to feel. She points out that when you set goals, you're not chasing the goal itself. You you're chasing the feeling that you hope attaining those goals will give you. When you don't realize this, she explains, you have the process, the procedures of achieving upside down. Typically, we come up with our to-do list, like bucket list, and our strategic plan. All that stuff we want to have, get, accomplish, and experience outside of ourselves. Then we desperately hope that we'll, we'll feel fulfilled when we get there. Danielle suggests suggestion is to first get clear on 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 how you want to feel in your life, and then create intentions for getting there. She challenges us to get our most desired feeling consciously uh, inform how we plan our days, our careers, and our lives. Give it a try. Another reason why it's important to really feel the emotion is to that the subconscious mind does not know the difference between imagination and reality. We all know how this works with things we're afraid of. If we dwell on our fear, we can conceive ourselves that our fear is real, convince ourselves that our fear is real. And too often we will actually set in motion the very events we're trying to avoid. Your subconscious becomes fully convinced of the reality of your worst nightmares, as does your body, sometimes moving into full out fight or flight mode in the same manner if you can make an image uh, uh, imagine goal emotionally convincing your subconscious mind won't know the difference in doing this you open the door within your subconscious for the needed energy to flow out of the universe to make it a reality and if you remember uh i don't know how many sessions ago it was two or three sessions ago i talked about uh writing it out and saying i'm i'm grateful and happy that i such and such and such and such and as you write that statement out and you start reading that on a daily basis every morning you should always read and state your your intentions before you get out of uh, out of bed if you can do it you have your cell phone it's usually mine is on the side of my bed and i have a uh, it's like an alar alarm clock. I can tell the time at any given moment. I can turn around and look at the alarm clock. So I take it off there. I put it on there and I go to my intentions and I will read my intentions. I'm grateful and I'm happy that. And, then, and I gave you some examples of that. And this is a perfect example of how you want to do that. And the reason why, because your subconscious does not know the difference between an imagine and reality. And so by programming it that way, and the more emotions that you can put into it, the more powerful and the more it, it quicker it will come into reality. Number four, the spirit of gratitude. Right from a place of gratitude, the kind of gratitude you would feel if you had already received your desire. Gratitude is associated with positive emotion. Hence, it will automatically raise your frequency. Expressing gratitude opens the heart connecting you to the energy of love and abundance and red uh, uh, and readily <laughs> you will re to receive it is very easy to deliver what 
is desired into your open heart. Be a receiver. Gratitude. Everything that you do, everything that you have, every day that we get, we have, every breath that we got, we get, you be grateful for. And as you become grateful for just life in itself, for being alive, you know, he said uh, 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 in, in his word, you know, uh, today is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. That's a powerful statement. And when you connect that in, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How is it is in heaven? And he wants to have that here on earth. And I'm grateful for the day that he's given me and the breath that I have and for the roof I have on my head. You look at other individuals in other countries. I mean, to have a roof on their head, to have clean water. Most people don't even have that. They have a TV, have a car, have a job. I mean, to be grateful for that. And when you get to that point and then watch as you become grateful and you be grateful to people in your life, to your mom, to your dad, to your employers, to your employees. Watch how you start showing them gratitude. Watch how it comes back to you. I challenge you to do that. Okay, number five, what you truly desire. An essential element of becoming a successful creator is knowing what you really want. Your desires are an expression of uniqueness of your soul. Your intention should be what you truly desire, not what your parents, your spouse, your friends think your life should look like. We're all programmed with beliefs of what life should look like. Those, throw those out and write your desires as if you're a playful child. Not learning, uh, letting the cares of the world dictate your fullest expression. Be empowered to get what you really want. Desire is powerful. As the Buddhist teacher, Mark Etsy writes, desire is a teacher. When we immerse ourselves in it without guilt, shame, or clinging, it can show us something special about our own minds that allows us to embrace life fully. This is not something we tend to devote enough energy to doing. Most people spend time planning their vacation than they do planning how they truly want to spend their lives. We may start out with grand ambitions and plans, but culture has programmed us to expect less and less as we get older and to be afraid of failure. Too often people quit dreaming sometimes in their 20s. This is tragic. Too many people die with all the music in them. As Oliver Wendell Holmes Sr. wrote, invest the time to connect deeply with yourself and find out what you really want. The answer to the question, what do I really want, may change at different times in your life. But the key is to answer it as fully and as authentically 
as you can for this moment right now. No one else can define what your life desires are. So you must be willing to answer yourself rigorously and deeply. I have just completed another book, the one that I've been challenging Dr. Andrea to read and to listen to. And I hope by this time next week, you have read it and listened to <laughs> Dr. Andrea. It's that powerful. But he in the book makes a statement that I believe is very true. And I could relate to what he said. Because when I was in elementary school, I was a daydreamer. I dreamed of making a difference in this world. I have dreamed of changing people's lives and changing the world. And I'm still devoted to doing that. And with one person at a time in, in the classes that I teach, we do that. But I remember my teachers telling me when I was in school, Hey, Victor, stop daydreaming. You need to focus. You need to be with us. They tell you to color within the lines. I like coloring outside the lines. I like doing things differently. And there was a time in my life that I stopped dreaming. I stopped envisioning. I stopped getting connected with my soul. You remember the S, remember spirit? And then the P that we put on the bottom, which is the physical, and what connects the two is the intellect. Remember me talking about that? Remember Paul talking about that? What is your spirit really telling you that you were created to fulfill in this lifetime that you have. When you're able to tap into that, my friend, and start, stop listening to what everybody else tells you is right and what you can and cannot accomplish, and you get your intention clear, watch how you start becoming fulfilled. Fulfillment. I mean, I know a lot of people who are successful. I know a lot of people who are rich who are not fulfilled, two different things. But I really truly, can you be fulfilled and successful and financially independent, uh, 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 rich? Absolutely. It's not an either or, but the way to do that is to follow what you truly want and desire. Number six, uh, so I only got about 15 minutes and I got three more to go. Eliminate judgment. Honor your heart's true desire and trust that it is the highest, it, it is for the highest good of all involved. Do not judge anything your heart reveres as its aim. Allow your heart to play fully and be totally fulfilled. There is no ranking system for how worthy your intention is. It is not like spiritual intention get 50 points and material intentions get only 10. Life is a holistic process. All intentions are part of the same perfect wholeness that you are. We're kind of programmed 
And I believe that, you know, uh, if you're going to be writing anything down, this is one that you never want to ever forget. Human nature, when left ungoverned, will always default to the negative. Human nature, when left ungoverned, will always default to the negative. Where is it that you're telling yourself, this is what I want to do, this is what I want to create, this is what my higher desire is, and then all of a sudden you go right into the negative, and you're like, oh, where am I going to get the money? How are you going to do that? Who do you think you are? You know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then you've talked yourself right out of that. Eliminate those judgments and come from the positive. Because you're never too old. You're never too young. You're not, you'll never be rich enough. You'll never be poor enough. I mean, you could do and you can accomplish anything your heart desires that you really want to accomplish. Number seven, infinite possibilities. Write intentions from a space of infinite possibilities. Don't squir uh, squirmish uh, your intentions down to fit the size of your current consciousness. That's huge. That statement is huge. Don't squirmish, squirmish your intentions down to fit the size of your current consciousness. Write in intentions in a way that will cause your consciousness to grow to the fulfillment of them. Recognize your limiting beliefs and don't let them influence how you write your intentions. As humans are, uh, we humans are programmed to con constantly second guess ourselves in life. We are afraid to, we are afraid to fail. And so we imagine every possible scenario that might trip us up. In the process, we often talk ourselves out of the things we really want. Don't do this. The number one way we sabotage our dreams is by projecting fear and doubt into them. People uh, acknowledge the fear and doubt that they are feeling in the present moment, but don't let it into your dreams. Otherwise, when you move towards your dreams, you'll be moving towards your doubts. Doubts and limitations usually begin with a but, and then, and they are often related to not having enough money, time, energy, and so on. In removing limitations, I find it helpful to ask myself, what would I do if money was not an object? And what would I do if I knew I could not fail? Tell yourself that the universe will provide abundant resources for whatever you desire to create. And then take a fresh look at your dreams and your intentions. That said, you may want to add in a dash of realism too. As I write these words, I'm 60 years old. I am not going to be a running back in the NFL, no matter how powerful my intention. However, my intention might be fulfilled in another way, like being a football coach with a running back as my star protege. Removing limitations from your dreams doesn't mean that you're going to ignore real constraints, but make sure the intention you create are free of vibrations of fear and doubt. The bottom line when writing your intentions is this, just use your heart. Don't let your head tell you what is and what is not possible. The universe is far more powerful than the limiting conditions of your thinking. I love how Paul states it a lot of times. He says, don't look at your circumstances, your situations and circumstances. 
Don't look at the conditions and circumstances in your life because those are just, they're just, the word I'm looking for, they're just your awareness of your current potential. They're not an awareness of your full potential. Two different things. So if you're looking at your conditions and, and conditions and circumstances, there's no that that's just current awareness of your potential, but you are much more powerful than that. I I I, I have to you know because when I wrote this here and, and some of this I wrote some of this I've gotten from other places, but it brings back into real uh, into reality when uh, how many of y'all know um, Joel Osteen? Y'all know Joel Osteen? So Joel Osteen. Uh, uh, he has a mega church in Houston, Texas. And he always knew, always knew that he was going to be in um, what you call that Red Sox Stadium. The Red Sox Stadium where they play, you know, the, the, the baseball. And he envisioned himself being, and he wanted to be a baseball player. He envisioned himself being in, in that stadium. <laughs> but does that not bring infinite possibilities into a different place? Because he's the only and the first and the only preacher who's ever taught in that stadium with tens of thousands of people in that stadium as a preacher, not as a baseball player, but he knew he was going to be in that stadium and he was going to be known for something uh, significant. Little did he know he was going to be the preacher in that stadium. You don't know how it is. Your 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 vision, your dreams will up you upgrade and you evolve them. Oh, by the way, that's number eight. So upgrade and evolve. When writing your intentions, be specific. Your intentions will be more powerful if they are concrete and detailed. But don't be attached to the details. The universe might surprise you by delivering something that looks quite different than you imagine it would be. You may be adapt to improve your intentions as time passed. They are not written in stone. They're written in energy and energy is very malleable. A common reason people get stuck when writing their intentions is that they treat their intentions as if they will never be able to change them. This becomes a reason to never move on to the next necessary steps in manifesting the life you dream, uh, you dreamed of. Hear my advice. Relax. You can change your attention anytime you want. In fact, because life is constantly changing, and you are too, I would expect your intention to evolve and develop as you and your circumstances shift. From now on, all you have to do is to write the most authentic and emotionally powerful expression of what you might want right now. If what you want changes tomorrow, you can revise and rewrite your intention. If you gain a new insight, you can upgrade your statement. Allow your intention to be a process that guides your evolution. Some intentions may serve you through your lifetime. Some may need to be adapted as you evolve. And some that manifest will be replayed, uh, replaced by new ones. Intentions are a conversation with the universe and ever-expanding dialogue. They are dynamic, 
let them flow. You've got to have an intention before you can change it. You've got to have a strategy before you can change the strategy. You've got to have details before the details can change. So don't allow yourself to not write these down, these your intentions down. Don't allow yourself to, to pull back by the limiting beliefs of yourself or what other people may have had about you. And as you do that, watch how your life will change. Yeah, I just want to quickly say that you definitely lived up to the intro. That was phenomenal. Very educational. One of my favorite parts was emotion is energy put in motion. That is some powerful stuff. I love that. And I got to say, over the past, I say three months really consistently, but ever since camp, I have been practicing these things that you are saying, and it is unbelievable. The most recent testimony of all this was literally half an hour or um, half an hour before this call. I am driving out to California currently. My intention is I would want to uh, go meet my new baby cousin. And I knew in my heart, a hundred percent that God was going to provide me with all the money and jobs with no plan or goal here, but other just to get to California and make enough to make it happen god has provided me with four jobs in texas utah and california just in the past three weeks half an hour before this call i got i got a, a call from a from somebody completely random through the grapevine in texas an hour away from where i am right now that wants me to do a shoot with them tomorrow afternoon and i just keep saying i'm like it's so easy. Jobs just keep coming to me. And they literally do. It is unbelievable. The gratefulness of just driving in my car and being like, I'm so happy. I'm not on a horse right now. I'm in a car. This is so luxurious. This is amazing. Just, I feel invigorated in my soul. And I feel like anything is possible. I'm writing a book this year. I'm making a movie this year. I am going to make more money this year than I ever have. And it's all thanks to these principles and it's actually happening we're 10 days into the year and all these things are actually happening and it's real it's all so real so with all that being said that's my quick little testimony your statement that it it is easy and it really is because your vibrational frequency and i said this i think i said this in the last call with paul and it, we got a little bit of kickback on it and Andrea ended up texting me and, and, and uh, Paul. And I said, uh, attraction is a secondary law. It's not a primary law. If you guys read or seen the, the, the movie, uh, The Law of Attraction, uh, it, it's a movie. And it was really big uh, a few years ago. But and they, they talk about the law of attraction being a primary law, but it is not a primary law. It is a secondary law. The primary law is the law of vibration. And when you start vibrating what you're saying right there, and you said, I don't know how I want to get the money. I don't know. I just know what my intention is. And as I'm clear about my intention, the mechanism is, the mechanism is going to appear. When yes. The is clear, the mechanism will appear. And watch how that happens. 
and it's really easy. It's, it's easy so you, easy. It is easy when you get the principle, you learn how to do it. But it's the, the thing is, is you got to do it. It's just, it's just intellect. When we talk about it, you're like, oh, this is great. I read some stuff to you. Oh, that's just fine. But until a person like you, Danny, who has applied it, I can talk about it and I can get excited about it with somebody like you who's been in the class with all the other ones and done it and got the, got the results. That's exciting. So, guys, if there's anything you got tonight, that's what you want to hear because you want to be really aware of the vibrational frequency that you're putting out there. Make sure there's always a, a – I, I go throughout my day, you know, and, and I, I've been listening to Paul for many years, and Paul said something the other day on a call that was really amazing. He goes, and, you know, we're only four years apart. You know, we're, we're, we're about the same age. And I'm older than he is. Uh, doesn't mean anything. Uh, age is just a number. But he said something that I could resonate to. He said – you would not have wanted to know me 30 years ago. You surely would not want to know me at 30 years ago. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised my wife even married me. <laughs> uh, she stepped up with me all this time, you know. <laughs> but Paul really took Zig Ziglar's uh, statement to, he's like, if you can help enough people get all of the things that they want, you will always have everything that you want to have in your life. And he literally does that. I mean, he charges tens of thousands of dollars for half a, a half an hour of his time a month. And he's given that to TLT for free. Yeah. He's doing it. He's coaching Andrea and, and helping us to be in a good because he 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 lives in the vibrational frequency of love, and when you guys come from that place and you really put what it is your intention is out there, watch how things come to you. Love it. Okay, who's up? Well, I wanted to Can say I, I comments about um, saying things in the affirmative, and mm -hmm. I've for years in health and nutrition, like when you see yourself oh, I'm not going to eat sugar or I'm, I'm not going to do this. Now you tell yourself what you're not going to do in the negative. You're like Victor, Victor was saying, your brain doesn't hear the not. And it makes it that much harder because you're like telling yourself, thinking you're, you're telling yourself what not to do, but you're really telling yourself to do that very thing. So I always love to teach people to say things in the affirmative. And even obviously when you're communicating as well, relationship content, you know, they always say like, say the good before the bad. Like you wanna always present yourself in the affirmative. So instead of me saying, I'm not gonna do this, I'm gonna say, I am gonna eat healthy. I am like right now, we are doing a cleanse in my house where we are eating raw and we are enjoying eating water. <laughs> and so like, you know what I'm saying? So that was probably one of my favorite ones on that list and because it's up for me, right? Yeah, I totally agree. I think they're all just as, as, as valuable as the other one. And, you know, just, just see it from there. But, yes, totally agree with what you say. It, it is – I can't tell you how many times I was do I do intention mechanism and people would come up and they would say, my intention is to be out of debt. Well, what's the primary image in that? And if you think about Jesus and when he 
on all the parables he he talked about, every one of them were an image. He painted an image, and they were all positive. I'm going to make you fishers of men. He said, you know, you will be the father of many nations. Everything he it, when his, his and Sarah Wu were dead, but he was always talking and painted a picture as an affirmative. And we want to need Emmy to be doing the same thing. <laughs> All right, who's up? I wanted to say that your testimony, Danny, for traveling and obeying God is amazing. Yeah. I would say, like, uh, something happened to me similar. I went to a conference, like, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and, like, the theme was Christ crucified, so Jesus. And so, like, just because I said yes to God, this job I had is amazing. Like, they give me free food like way more benefits than I expected. They're pay they all they said that they'll pay for my education and like so much more. It's <laughs> it's definitely wow. like God, yeah. Like all you have to do is just say yes to God and he's gotten off in there. So it's amazing. But he congratulations. You felt like God was telling you to quit your other yeah. job. The environment there wasn't great anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. But did you have this other job before you quit the other job? No. So what happened? Um, so then what happened was I wasn't thinking of quitting my job at all. Because, I mean, it wasn't that bad. It was my, like, first job. Um, I liked the people. Uh, I love the kids. Like, I worked with Asia. So it's... It's a good environment to start off with, but it wasn't like a Christian environment. Like I wanted to do stuff that I couldn't do. So like they didn't like that. Like I would pray and like do stuff that with them and like do like have worship music on, but they didn't like it. Um, but this other one, it's a Christian, a Christian preschool, wow. which is like I can do everything that I couldn't do or whatever I tried to do, I couldn't. So that's who was one. it in the camp? There was somebody in the camp who, who quit their job to come to the camp, and they, uh, that was Daya. Daya, yeah, you remember? I texted her yeah. to become a last-minute mentor. <laughs> it was Kala's uh, referral. She told Daya because Daya was running the Bible study that Kala went to, right, Kala? Yeah. Yeah, Daya's story is so cool. We actually just shot a podcast with her before we left, and so that will be up soon where she goes into detail about all this is a great episode yeah and you guys should all listen to the one that riley was on the last podcast was an interview with her really good if you're not listening please subscribe um danny does an amazing job and so fun to hear from everybody and if any of you want to be on a podcast contact because you know he'll be back in florida at some point or do it through zoom so we we can make it happen for sure yeah. So no, you guys, right. look, you're, you're the ones that are here tonight. Like, look how many people are TT. You guys remain, you care and you want to grow. I'm really proud of you for taking your time tonight. Um, so you're the ones that have good stuff to say. And love Danny. you all. Bye. Bye. Hey, Benny. I can't hear you, but I love you. Bye. Love you. <laughs>